Hey, look at that! You've made it to another episode of Not Boring Workouts, the world's least terrible exercise podcast. I'm Allie, and you can trust me as your trainer because I have no experience in training, but just like you, I also hate exercising, and so does my co-writer and co-producer, David. I swear he's real. I wonder if people think I just talk about this imaginary friend that I have. Look, it's quarantine. Things are getting rough. Anyway, the problem is if we don't exercise, we feel shitty, do we not? And then some of us get skinny fat and wear onesies every day. Anyway, the two of us put together this podcast twice a week, and we hope it makes your exercising a little less shitty. Speaking of exercising, start doing jumping jacks. It's one of our favorite warm-ups because it's easy and makes you feel like a kid again. Until you're winded and sweating and wondering when jumping jacks got so hard. Also, has anyone tried monkey bars as an adult? They are impossible. Anyway, keep jumping. Every time you hear that ding, Except that last time, that was just a demo. It means I'm about to tell you the next exercise to do. So, even if you totally space out and don't know what the hell happened, as I often do during working out, that ding will bring you back and let you know there's a new move. But the whole point of not boring workouts is in between. We're going to inform and entertain you. Now, since it is spooktober, I apologize. Even though Halloween's canceled, we figured it was a great time to share the story of one of the first modern spiritualists and ask the question, was she a fraud? Yes, she probably was a fraud, but we'll get to all of that in a moment because today's not boring workout is Madame Blavatsky could tell the future and your future is leg day. Yeah, leg day. Don't click out. You're already here. You already started. It's happening. You're going to start with reverse lunges with knee raises. Here's how it works. Standing straight. Drop your right leg back behind you and lower it into a lunge. Now you will push back up off your right foot and then balancing on your left leg, continue to raise your right knee towards your chest. Then bring it back down to standing. And now do the same on the left. So we're doing right and left. Madame Blavatsky started life as Helena Petrovna von, von Han. Let's try my Russian accent again. Helena Petrovna von Han. Was that any better? I don't think so. Also, I forgot to apologize for my very shitty British accent in the gin episode. Anyway, where were we? She started life as Helena Petrovna von Han in 1831 in the Ukrainian town of Yekaterinoslav, yeah, which was still part of the Russian Empire at that time. She was born into an aristocratic military family, which kept her moving around the region. Although she did not attend school, she seems to have been very well home-educated. Her grandmother was an artist and scientist, and her mother was a well-known novelist and English translator. Hey, badass bitches of the 1800s. Or really 1700s. Keep lunging and then raising that knee up after. While she was still quite young, her family moved to the town of Astrakhan. Man, this is going to be an interesting episode. Where they befriended a man named Tuman, a leader of the Kalmyks, who were followers of Tibetan Buddhism. 
after her mother passed away at the age of 28. Shit, I was just getting started at that point. Blavatsky, then 11. Whoa, so her mom had her young. Okay, moved in with her grandparents. She continued to spend summers at a camp within the Kalmyk community, where Blavatsky learned quite a bit about Buddhism. She learned to speak some Hindi and to ride horses. Uh... David just wrote, if you were doing quick math in your head, yes, her mom was 17 when she had Blavatsky. But you all already heard me do that out loud. Let's move to wide stance squats. So spread your legs out a good ways past hip width and then start squatting. They're also called sumo squats if that's helpful. Or if you uh, used to dance, you're in a second, a turned out second position. All right. Yeah, you want to get nice and low until your thighs are level with the floor before you press back up to standing. For an added bonus, when you press back up to standing, you can then uh, go straight onto your toes. Go all the way up. And then squat. Between the ages of 11 and 17, she moved between living with grandparents and with her father. She claimed she spent some of this time in London in Bath with her father, but her sister's memoirs make no mention of this. Keep squatting. We do know that Blavatsky continued to be an avid reader with access to excellent private libraries. Her great-grandfather was a Freemason and belonged to something called the Right of Strict Observance, and his library included many books on what we would consider occult topics. Blavatsky said that this was when she first began to have mystic visions and was visited by the first of whom she would call the Masters. Mm-hmm. Stay right where you are for a bit of calf work. Now, I kind of spoiled it by throwing in those releves too early, and now I see that David wants you to do them here. Whatever, let's keep going. Now, if you're up for it, you can keep squatting right into going up on your toes. Releves. I also love that David knew it was called a releve. Oh, of course he did. I think his wife teaches dance. Anywho. So, you can keep doing your wide squat into your releve. Or if that's tiring you out, just go from flat feet to releve. Flat feet to releve. Burn up those calves. At the age of 17, Helena married Nikifor Vladimirovich Blavatsky, a vice governor in his 40s. Gross! Look, being in your 40s isn't gross, but having... Because I'm, I'm gonna be soon, and David is, but... Uh, that's a big age gap, you guys. That's gross. That He could definitely have been her father, especially considering her mother was only 17 when she had her. Anyway... It's not clear why they got married, uh, but it doesn't seem to have been true love, surprise, surprise, since she tried to back out a day or two before the wedding. After a very short time together and attempting to run away multiple times, shit, this is dark, Nikki Four finally gave her permission to go back and live with her father. Ugh, gross. How are those releves going? That's French, you know. We're fancy like that. Keep at it. So, 17-year-old Blavatsky was supposed to be escorted by a maid and a servant to meet her father in Odessa. But somewhere along the way, she gave them the slip and then bribed the captain of a ship to let her sail with them to Constantinople. Now that is a badass move. It was 1848. 
Make your way to the floor, lying on your back, arms at your sides, knees bent, feet flat on the floor. You're doing single leg glute bridges. You want to push your hips up until you make a nice flat line from your knees to your shoulders. Holding there, straighten out your right knee so your leg is straight and at a 45 degree angle. Now slowly lower and raise your hips, keeping that leg out straight. Don't move that leg. I will tell you when to switch sides. What happened during the next 25 years of Blavatsky's life is widely disputed. Are we all having fun listening to me work on these names in real time? Here's the story that Blavatsky told and which appears in most of her biographies. After arriving in Constantinople, Blavatsky became friends with the Countess Sofia Kiselyova, Kiselyova, touring with her through Egypt, Greece, and Eastern Europe, where she claimed to have studied briefly with a Coptic magician. Go ahead and switch to the left leg. Otherwise, same exercise. In 1851 in Paris, Blavatsky says she met Master Moria, the Indian mystic who had visited her in visions when she was a child. Master Moria told Blavatsky she had to travel to Tibet. Instead, again, according almost entirely to Blavatsky herself, so who the fuck knows, she sailed to North America, where she tried to visit Native American shamans in Quebec. Then she says she went to New Orleans, Texas, Mexico, and the Andes before sailing from the West Indies to Ceylon and then Bombay, spending two years in India. Remain where you are, but roll onto your right side to begin side leg lifts. You are on your side, right arm straight along the floor and left arm bracing your body. Keeping your legs straight, begin to raise and lower your left leg. I will tell you when to switch. Don't I always? I will. I've got you. After being denied entry to Tibet, which was close to all Westerners at that time, much like now because of coronavirus, we can't go anywhere. Why? Because we're a shit show. Blavatsky returned to Europe for a few years, but left again in 1954. If any of this is true, she had a fucking exciting life. Especially for back then, shit. Sailing back to the U.S., she visited New York City, Chicago, Salt Lake City, and San Francisco, and then sailed back to India via Japan, spending time in Kashmir, Ladakh, Ladakh? Oh, God, I'm ignorant. Let me look that up. Apparently, it's Ladakh and Burma, before making a second attempt to enter Tibet. All right, it's time. Switch sides on those leg lifts. Her time in Tibet is the most widely disputed part of her life. There had never been a European woman admitted to Tibet, and the first fully documented visit was still years away. That said, she claims to have spent nearly two years there studying with mystic men she would refer to as the masters, who would continue to guide her spiritual growth via visions for the rest of her life. Mm, I don't know if that's how that works. Keep doing those leg lifts. Blavatsky. Returned to Europe again, reunited with her husband, what, why, and adopted a child. During this period, she had a very bad fall from a horse and was in a coma for close to two months. Coming out of the coma, Blavatsky claimed her spiritual powers had reached new heights. Mm. Sadly, her adopted son died a short time later. Oh, that is sad. And Blavatsky headed back out into the world, traveling to the Balkans, Hungary, and then Italy, where she spent some time in Venice, Florence, and Mentana, where she claims she was injured fighting for Giuseppe Garibaldi at the Battle of Mentana. 
What? All right, flip over and get into a high plank for mountain climbers. This is pretty much like running in place, but from a push-up position. You keep that high plank and then bring the right knee to your chest and then the left knee to your chest. Once you get the hang of it, speed it up. She may or may not have been at the Battle of Mentana, but about a year later, she sailed on the SS Eumonia to Egypt. The ship exploded during the journey, and Blavatsky was one of only 16 survivors. Holy shit. She eventually made it to Cairo, where she briefly established her first spiritualist society, guided by the voices and visions of her masters. Keep those legs moving. The society fell apart rather quickly after Blavatsky accused other members of the group of being frauds, who faked their own visions and astral projections. Pot calling the kettle black? Also, I've heard that idiom is controversial now, and I'm not sure how I feel about it, but if you have one I should use instead, let me know. So, Blavatsky took off again, this time on a pretty well-documented trip through Syria, Palestine, and Lebanon, where she spent some time with members of the Druze religion. I've also done that. Hmm. After a brief spell back in Odessa, Blavatsky sailed again, or maybe for the very first time, who knows, to New York. Back to your feet now for standing oblique crunches. While standing, raise your right knee and tap it with your left elbow. Then bring your left knee up and tap it with your right elbow. Keep going. Now we're at 1873 and various forms of spiritualism are growing in popularity. After about a year of supporting herself with various piecemeal jobs, her father passed away, leaving her a significant fortune. That's convenient. Look at that, she's like the original trust funder. Now she's gonna go preach spirituality. She's just like all my neighbors in Venice. And just like all trust funders, Blavatsky immediately moved into a swanky hotel that she probably couldn't afford on her own and began drawing interest from the press. So she's sort of like a modern-day influencer who's selling diet teas. Continuing her pursuit of all things occult, she visited William and Horatio Eddy, brothers based in Chittenden, Vermont, who claimed they could levitate and manifest spiritual phenomena. Somehow I doubt that's true. Keep lifting those knees. It was there that she met the journalist Henry Steele Olcott, who was also investigating the brothers' claims. They immediately hit it off, and Olcott published a number of articles establishing Blavatsky as a genuine spiritualist. They would travel together to investigate other spiritualists, with Blavatsky often calling bullshit on those claiming powers similar to her own. Together, Blavatsky and Olcott formed the Theosophical Society and moved in together, though they supposedly maintained a platonic relationship. I'm calling bullshit on so much of this. They at least hooked up once, don't you think? Like it was a late night. They were having some visions. Boom. There she wrote the first of 3,000 plus page books on spiritualism. How much could you possibly say about that? She claimed they were dictated to her from another plane by the masters. Okay, that said, the handwritten manuscripts show many changes in handwriting, seeming to indicate who was speaking to her at each moment of the writing. It's kind of like talking in tongues, but through your hands. What? All right, let's keep leg day going with side lunges. They're just like front lunges, but they're to the side. 
Yeah, you've got it. Left leg out, bend, push back to center. Right leg out, bend, push back to center. Work it. It's leg day. It's horrible, but you've got this. While many of New York's high society was drawn to Blavatsky and her first book sold well, her refusal to demonstrate her powers in public led many to question her authenticity. You don't say. Soon, she and Alcott headed back to India, where they became engaged with Buddhist followers, blending their beliefs with her own brand of spiritualism. There, she did supposedly hold multiple demonstrations of her psychic abilities, and her reputation steadily grew. Why did she hold demos there but not in New York? Hmm? Keep lunging. Things began to fall apart once again after a housekeeper, Emma Coulomb, claimed to have helped stage fake phenomena with Madame Blavatsky. She had, quote, dropped letters onto theosophical heads from holes in the ceiling, while Alcott had made sliding panels and hidden entrances into the shrine room to facilitate Blavatsky's coming and goings and make possible the substitution of brooches, dishes, and other objects that were used in her demonstrations, end quote. That's cool and all, but it's just like modern-day magic. Like, let's respect the sleight of hand, but let's not say it's real, okay? Although Harry Potter is real. Hey! Guess what? Surprise, surprise! That was your last horrible exercise. It's time to stretch. I'm going to wrap things up, and you should really stretch out those legs. Whenever I don't stretch, I'm sad about it later. Start with your legs together, and then to touch your toes, and hold that for a bit. Blavatsky and Olcott remained in India for a few more years, and she completed at least one more thousand-plus-page book on spiritualism. But an investigation by the Society for Psychical Research resulted in a 200-page report calling Olcott, quote, a windbag full of vanity, and Madame Blavatsky, quote, one of the most accomplished, ingenious, and interesting imposters of history, end quote. All right, spread your legs wide. Yeah, it's quarantine. This is the most action you're going to get. And now spend a little time reaching out and down to each side. The two returned to Europe in 1883. Blavatsky had developed a kidney disease and become somewhat obese. However, she was able to establish a new theosophical society in London where she remained highly respected within the spiritualist community. She published yet another 1,400-page book and a magazine. While many continue to question her authenticity, she never wavered from her own beliefs, which may indicate that at least she believed them. Although she did have those trap doors made. I don't know. She passed away in 1891 from complications brought on by influenza. Go ahead and reach high up over your head and stretch, stretch, stretch. You may also want to take your right ankle in your right hand and bend that leg behind you and also do that on the left. So was Blavatsky a grand mystic or a huge fraud? The truth is maybe a bit of both. It seems clear she believed in the occult world and even in her own powers, but whether or not she really lived the life she claimed is impossible to confirm. That's it. Leg day and the tale of Madame Blavatsky are done. Don't you feel fabulous? And if you want us to feel fabulous, go ahead and please leave a review and rating. It really helps other people discover us. How? 
because if we have more ratings and reviews, the platforms algorithmically promote us. That's what I've heard. I think I read that somewhere. It would also be awesome if you want to send us a tip on Venmo. We're at Venmo at Not Boring Workouts. Or you can become a full-fledged supporter and subscriber at Patreon.com slash Not Boring Workouts. And finally, we would love to hear your feedback, as well as any topics you think we should cover. So you can tweet us anytime at NBWPod. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next time.